Hello everyone, I'm Gareth Mitchell. Welcome back. Yes, this is the fourth in our podcast series, Exploring Analytical Science. Today we're finding out about antioxidant nanoparticles and neurodegenerative diseases. We'll meet our guest in just a moment. This podcast comes from Agilent, a global life sciences company providing solutions for the analytical lab, and also Imperial College London, a world-leading institution for scientific research and education. And I've been at Imperial for a fair while myself. There you go. So let's jump straight in by meeting our guest for this episode, Maria Elena Pier-Simoni, who's a PhD student at Imperial and also currently a senior scientist at Pfizer R&D UK. And we're going to jump into the full topic, but I just want a bit of background here first. And what should we know about the setting for this research? Thank you very much for introducing me. In our project, we were interested in, in developing antioxidant nanoparticles, as you said, based on gold nanoparticles, uh, to be applied as drug delivery system against the oxidative stress in neurodegenerative disease. Good nanoparticles are recently becoming a promising platform for, for the delivery of antioxidant molecules because they can convey those molecules, increasing the efficacy and the bioavailability. Lipoic acid, for instance, which is the antioxidant molecule that has been conjugated in, in our project on our gold nanoparticles, has a limited efficacy if administered as free molecule. Its administration is affected by its short half-life and, and low bioavailability due to hepatic degradation. So the aim was to increase the efficacy of lipoic acid and to monitor the effects of the molecule conjugated with the nanoparticles in vitro studies, and, and in particular, a neuron-like cell model, which is widely used to study neurodegenerative disease. To study the efficacy of those nanoparticles, we trigger on the cells uh, an oxidative environment by using a protein which is called alpha-synuclein, which is uh, primarily implicated in neurodegenerative disease. And therefore, in the generation of the oxidant species that increase oxidative stress into the cells. Yeah, and that's because oxidative stress, that's a, a key modulator then in neurodegenerative diseases and uh, the mitochondria. Yeah, uh, it is, yeah. Mitochondria are, are very susceptible to oxidative stress and to the attack of oxidant species. And th this oxidative stress can induce lipid peroxidation on the mitochondrial membrane, as well as protein, protein oxidation, and also mitochondrial DNA mutations. A lipid peroxidation, for instance, may be really harmful for the mitochondria, lipids, and protein. One, one of the major components of the inner mitochondrial membrane is cardiolipin, which is a lipid required for the activity of an enzyme which is highly involved into the final step of the energy production uh, in the cells, uh, in the mitochondria and in, in the cells. Yeah, and, and what you're really painting here is a picture of just how crucial is the role of mitochondria in neurodegenerative disease. Yes, exactly. Yes, they are actually, yes, as I mentioned, very, very uh, susceptible to oxidative stress. Which and brings us... I suppose, to what you're doing with the Agilent uh, Seahorse analysis. So this is in helping you to really get a handle on mitochondria stress. Tell us a bit more what you're doing with the uh, Seahorse apparatus. 
Yeah, to evaluate whether the, the antioxidant nanoparticle that we synthesized based on, on lipoic acid and gold nanoparticles, and to also see if the, the alpha-synuclein affected the, the mitochondrial respiratory function of the cells. The mitostress test, the seahorse mitostress test, was carried out by using the Agilent facility and the Agilent seahorse analyzer. This test was really useful and usually it used the building injection parts on the sensor cartridge to add some modulators of the respiration into the cell wells. And this allowed to reveal the key parameters of the mitochondrial functions in real time. Those modulators usually added sequentially and different concentration that have to be optimized depending on the, on the cell line you're, you're working with. How crucial is that then, having this information in real time? Is it, is it basically just about speeding things up uh, or are there other benefits to that real time aspect in the analysis? Yeah, there are benefits because the tests, for instance, in our case, provided insight into the, the cause of mitochondrial dysfunction as the tests allow, allow us to extrapolate useful information about the oxygen consumption rates of the cells. And in our case, um, under the different treatments that we used, so the antioxidant treatment with the antioxidant nanoparticle and the oxidative treatment with alpha-synuclein aggregates, which involved in pathogenesis of neurodegenerative disease. And in particular, by using the mitostress test, we evaluated whether the treatments had an impact on the basal respiration of the cells which usually shows the energetic demand of the cells under baseline conditions, as well as the ATP production, which is produced by the mitochondria and contributes to meeting the energetic needs of the cells, and the spare respiratory capacity, which is the capability of the cells to respond to an energetic demand. So those functions are key indicators of mitochondrial respiration. And, and therefore, by obtaining those information, we were actually able to figure out whether mitochondrial functions were affected due to the different cell treatments with the nanoparticles. And what did that tell you? So the data we collected were really useful to conclude that the cell treatment with our antioxidant system, so the lipoic acid gold nanoparticles, increased the cell's ability to produce uh, more ATP, not affecting overall the mitochondrial respiratory functions. Conversely, those functions were compromised when the cells were exposed to the oxidant system, which was the system based on alpha-synuclein aggregates. As I mentioned, is the protein primarily involved in the pathogenesis of those neurodegenerative disease. So it sounds then that you're really getting a great idea and quite a high resolution idea of the role then that antioxidant nanoparticles can have in the treatment of neurodegenerative diseases, potentially anyway. Yeah, it is correct, yes. Yeah, as I mentioned previously, antioxidant nanoparticles are really becoming a promising strategy for the treatment of oxidative stress in neurodegenerative disease. And yeah, they have the advantage that to be applied as drug delivery systems to convey antioxidant molecules and increase the efficacies of those molecules.
which sometimes may, may have a limited uh, bioavailability and efficacy because of the degradation of the molecule if administered as a free molecule. And what's been your experience of working in the Agilent Measurement Centre? How has that been? It has been really a positive experience and I had the chance to be trained on the instrument and of course there were technicians able to help me if any problems or issue with the instrument. And I had also the chance to get some information about the cell line I was working on. Because as I mentioned, the, the addition of the modulators during the test is really dependent on the type of cell line they're using. It's really a, a matter of optimizing your, yeah, your, your, or your assay in order to get the most of it. So a good experience. I mean, it sounds like it's a number of things because you have access to the kit, obviously, but also people and a lot of experience in preparing the assays, going through the um, the, the Seahorse Analyzer workflow. There's a lot there to support you by the sound of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was really a good experience from like different point of view. Yeah, not only was was really good for having the access to the instrument, but also yeah, I had the chance to learn about different things and to grab as much information as possible about the essays and, yeah, in order to optimise my experiments as well. And, and how about using the uh, Seahorse Analyzer itself then? How did you find that in terms of, you know, learning how to run the assays, for instance, um, dealing with the equipment, feeling confident with it, knowing that you could trust the results that uh, came out the other end? How did that go? Yeah, I think it was really good experience from this point of view as well, because I will say the software tool provided with the instrument is quite friendly use. So it's not that difficult to be used and uh, to set up. And again, technician, they really uh, expert, and they can help you uh, setting up your experiment as well. So overall, it was really good, good experience. Yeah, and of course, this is running uh, Mito stress tests. In general, are there things that you've learned maybe from people listening to this who might be doing similar or related research? Is there anything that you've learned about really nailing it when you're running these stress tests? I will say it really depends on what you are doing and which information you want to get from technique and also uh, the cell line you're using for running your assays. So I would say to like have really a couple of tribes performing your experiments in order to optimize the concentration of the modulators that you are using. And yeah, also it's really important to have good concentration of the cells in your cell plates. So to work with the confluency of the cells, yeah, in order to get the most of your experiment actually. So given your experiences so far, Maria, in the measurement suite and working with um, the Seahorse Analyzer, what, what have you learned then? What are the big take-homes in terms of getting you know, great analysis, a nice smooth workflow, good results, happy scientists? What would you say would be, you know, if you had to give advice maybe to other people who are embarking on similar work? Yeah, I would say that is really uh, relevant to to ask people as many questions as possible because there are technicians which are really helpful and they can help you uh, in running the assays, not only with the software tool, 
which in any way is quite friendly use, but also during the, um, the preparation of your um, experiments. It is indeed really important to be prepared in advance and to, to prepare the materials uh, a couple of days before running the measurement. And, and so it's, it's relevant to, to have everything uh, optimized. For instance, the, the concentration of the drug modulators that you're adding uh, during your assays in order to get the most uh, of it. And obviously, you're, you've now completed your PhD, um, albeit apart from the, the final defence of your thesis. But uh, you're handing quite a baton over to your peers now in this field. So where do, you, where, where do you see this field going next? How do you hope this research is going to develop? It's a really good question. I would say that uh, the nano-delivery of antioxidant molecules, so the delivery of these antioxidant molecules, for instance, lipoic acid, as a drug delivery system, uh, have been opened a new, new hope to prevent neurodegenerative disease by allowing an efficient penetration of the molecules uh, across the, the blood-brain barrier, for instance. And therefore, it, it, that could be a really good, a really prom promising approach to counteract uh, the oxidant production due to oxidative stress in the brain cells. Lipoic acid has shown to be a really powerful antioxidant when conveyed by uh, the GO nanoparticles that we use. And we, we expect that this project will evolve into further in vivo studies to improve antioxidant therapies for combating uh, neurodegenerative disease and in particular the oxidative stress in neurodegenerative disease. Yeah, a lot of work, um, very promising work yet to be done. So you are, you're defending your thesis, I think I'm right in saying in a couple of months after the date of recording this interview. So you're looking forward to that? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Uh, hope to be, to be prepared. <laughs> I'm sure you will be. Well, look, you, you've done a podcast with us. So doing the defending the thesis, that'll be the easy bit, believe you me. Uh, we wish you well with it. Uh, it's been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much, uh, Maria Elena Pier Simoni. And uh, we'll be back with more next time when we'll be discussing analytical techniques for identifying common cutting agents in drugs of abuse. So do join us for that. But uh, for now, from me, Gareth Mitchell, and all of us on the team, thanks for listening 